And Dominion Fire 360 is on my churchies. Million here with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N, your ministry provocateur, iconoclast, firebrand, and that's right, the resident heretic here at Dominion Fire, as I've been called multiple times. It's a pleasure to have you guys here, and uh, I'm glad that you're here for this episode because my guest today is someone that we just recently got connected. Now, first time today we're actually talking and we hung out a little on a live feed on the socials and um, fascinating thus far to speak with him, but he's going to tell a story about something that happened to him, an experience that he had based on Galatians 2.20, and we want to get kind of into it a little deeper than we did. We just teased it a little on the live feed, but now on this podcast, we're going to kind of get into it completely focused and just locked on. Joining me from Tampa, Florida is from, from Stephen Woodward Ministries is Stephen Woodward. Stephen, welcome to Dominion Fire 360. How are you today? Doing great, man. Appreciate you having me on the, on the, uh, on the podcast. Glad to be here. Wonderful that we've got to meet and uh, chat a little bit. So it's uh, been great so far and let's keep this thing rolling down the road here. So Galatians 2.20, you got your Bible nearby? You want to read that to me before we really dig in? Yeah, it's the NASD version. Uh, it says that I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. Okay, Galatians 2.20 opens our conversation today. Now, you had an experience where it really kind of hit you hard and you did a YouTube video about it. I saw it on Facebook. Now, set the scene for us. Like, where were you? What were you doing? And kind of how did it all come together? And then just pivot right into what actually happened. Let's hear it. It was a Sunday morning. It was on October 11th of 2020. And I just went back in the bedroom to just kind of kick back and relax and rest a little bit. And I laid down and I was kind of half asleep and half awake. I was just drowsy a little bit and I, I must have fallen asleep and the next thing I know I'm standing in the kitchen in our house that we used to live in in Columbus Ohio and I'm standing in the kitchen and I was standing by the stove and partial counter area and I don't recall exactly if I had something in my hand or I picked something up or something fell but it was on the stove and it looked it, when it hit the stove, um, I recognized that something supernatural happened, kind of like with Moses when he threw his a staff down and it turned into a snake. Whatever it was before was now different. And it looked like a little piece of like metal, like a piece of pencil lead, uh, about an inch and a half long. And I thought that was pretty wild. And so I looked at it and then the next thing I know, it was on the floor. And so I went to get it from the floor and I looked at it again and it had changed a second time. And now it looked more like, like a wood screw where it was like a piece of, you know, black metal, like a pencil lead type thing with like the, you know, the screw head or the screw things that go around it. And I knew both of these events were like supernatural, like something had done this or it had changed or God had did done something. And so that I, I, I must have picked it up and put it on the stove. And when I went to put it on the stove, I realized that there were, there was like a pile of other metals. Um, it was just a small pile, like maybe like five, six, seven, eight little pieces. One I do remember was like a small little flathead screw. 
um, there must have been like a, like an L bracket, like a nail, like um, a, like a picture frame type nail. It was just a couple of items there on the stove, and it made me think, well, how did that get there? Did God multiply something? And so that kind of took me by surprise. And by this point, I'd seen a couple of things supernaturally happen and was kind of like, okay, what's going on here? So I, I glanced over to the right a little bit, about six inches away, and I realized it was a bigger pile of the metal, like screws and nails and all sorts of stuff. It was all silver and looking. And I thought to myself, well, how did the small pile get there? Maybe something magnetic, you know, drug some of those pieces across and made the small pile. And when I went to, as I was thinking about that, to figure out how that took place and whether it was magnetic or what was going on, um, I looked and the small pile now had the two nails or the two pieces of metal that looked like the uh, the pencil lead. Well, they didn't look like a screw anymore. It just was the plain old pencil lead looking metal. And they, it was two of them and they were standing at a 45 degree angle. And again, I thought, well, what is going on? That is crazy. And I thought that has to be magnetic. Those things have to be on there connected somehow. And so I reached out to grab one of them with my hand because um, so, I was going to pull on it to see if it was like stuck or how it was connected to the stove. And when I went to reach out, I realized um, I didn't have any hands. I was, my hands were completely invisible and I had a long sleeve shirt on. And of course, at that point, again, I was, what is going on here? My hands are gone. And so as I, as I was, you know, standing there, I started to look down towards my chest to see what else was happening. What's going on here? Why, why are my hands missing? And about that time, it, I just started to like, hear this noise and I could feel like vibrations and it's kind of hard to explain but what was in my visual area my peripheral vision and my you know like the stove and like the counter and things it suddenly started to kind of like crush in like something was pulling like the scenery in towards me um and so as that was coming in I could feel it. I could feel the vibrations. I could feel um, everything going through my body. I could hear like a, like an energy type noise. And I felt like a pressure, like I was being pulled into something kind of in the core. And I could feel the pressure on the back of my neck, the back of my shoulders. And I, I knew that it was God doing something. And I don't know how to explain that. It's just, I knew it was him and I knew he was like doing something to me. Um, and so, because my first instinct was to kind of, you know, kind of press up and, you know, uh, resist that pressure. But I knew in my heart to just let it happen, let it go. And as that was happening, I just felt this like a gravitational pull that kind of sucked everything into the middle. And it was like, everything went black and I just heard him say, I heard Jesus, or actually right before I heard him, 
I was, I said, Jesus, 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 because I knew he was there and I knew he was doing something to me. And then right after I said that everything was pitch black and I heard him say, walk towards me. And I was kind of dumbfounded because I'm like, I'm, everything's pitch black. I, you know, how am I going to walk? And so I just thought I'm going to try. So I tried to move my legs. And when I did that, I could feel that I was um, like there was pressure on my knees. Like I was on my knees at the time. I wasn't actually standing. And that's when I kind of came out of the experience. And when I came out of the experience, you know, a lot of times you think it's a dream or it's something just, well, wow, that was weird. But when I came out of it, I could still hear like the, the, the vibrating noise. I could feel the vibrations in my body down to my feet. And so it was just an intense experience. And my first thought was that I, that I was got, that I got erased, that I got, you know, that Galatians 2.20, that it was no longer I who lived, that he consumed me. Because during the process of that whole thing happening, it's very difficult to explain. Um, but the, the gravitational pull, the feeling, the noise, um, it just felt like he was consuming me as this whole thing was happening, like down to the molecules. And when I woke up, like I said, I could still feel it. I could still feel the vibrations. Um, so, I mean, it was a very short experience, but it was something that I knew that was actually more real than what you experience on a, on a natural realm. Okay. A couple questions now for you. So when this first started, you were mentioning the pencil leads. Now, when you saw that in the 45-degree angle or the metal screw thing, did that symbolically mean something to you? Like, what did that ultimately have to do with all this in your uh, view of this? Well, personally, um, you know, the screws, the metal pieces, none of that had any connection with me. I don't do anything with, like, that type of metals for my job. I'm an engineer. So none of that made any sense to me. I actually had to reach out to somebody and give them what happened in the dream to have them explain to me kind of what they thought it was. Now, I know, I know that like being in the kitchen, um, that means a lot of times that can be something to do with where, you're, where things are prepared. Um, on a stove, a stove many times can mean things that are getting heated um, or things are being um, you know, prepared as well. So I know there's symbolic things in some of that, but the metal screws and all that pile at the time, I, it had no um, connection with me at all. So we're still not sure 100% on that one. But, you know, with the kitchen, it also kind of speaks to me that that's where the real, the heart of a family is because everybody's usually spread out through the house doing their own thing. But there comes a time when everybody does gather together and that's usually where the heart is, and, you know, and, and in my opinion, in my culture and background, you know, food is love. So I would think there's something to that as well, but that's just, yeah, just my take on it. But so you had this experience happen. Now, whenever these experiences do happen, always like God prompted, like you're just doing your thing and then they just suddenly hit upon you. It's really interesting how that works. But as this was happening to you um, now, was it, it, you said it was the morning time. Morning day, like what time of day was this? Yeah, it was it was like probably like 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. And leading up to this, were you doing anything? Like were you praying or worshiping or soaking or were you just like eating a sandwich, going about life? Like what, were you doing anything that could have triggered this or were you just 
everyday life? What was happening? The only thing I can think of, not not actually on that day, but, you know, I was born again at a young age, at like five. So I never really had a born again experience. So one of the things that I've asked the Lord about over the last several years is I want to have an encounter. I want to have an experience with you so that I understand what that's like. You know, when you go to talk to somebody about Jesus and a lot of people have a testimony, they have that awakening, they have that that knowing that they're born again. And that's something I've always struggled with because I didn't have that encounter. I've just always had to just believe by faith. And so, you know, I think he gave me the desire of my heart that morning. That morning, it really wasn't like any, it was like any other morning. I got up, I, I took the dogs out. I, you know, fed them, did some things around around the house. And I was like, I had some free time. And so I was going to go go back and just rest a little bit before I, you know, took off on my uh, on my day. What I noticed too is that whenever these encounters or experiences happen, when you're in the moment and you're in that experience, it feels like hours and days, you know, temporally, it's like time just stops, right? And then when you kind of, you know, come to and you're back to everyday life and you realize it was like 10 seconds, 30 seconds, couple minutes, you know, when you're dealing with the master of time, you know, he has that sort of ability over you. But I guess the question is, is that when you were in this experience, A, how long did it feel like it was happening? And then temporally in everyday life, how long was that happening? I would say it probably lasted. I mean, I was laying down for probably a half hour. Um, but the experience itself, like you said, it, it felt just looking back now, it only felt like a few seconds. Um, you know, if you played out in your mind, you know, you, you see this, you see the little pencil lead, you, it hits the floor, you pick it back up. You're, what is this? What is that? You know, there's a pile here, a pile there. And, you know, I reached out and my hands disappeared. And so everything seemed to, be probably less than, you know, 30 seconds to a minute. Now, when everything started to happen with him consuming me at the time that it was happening, it felt slower. Um, Cause you, I could feel like the, I could just remember the, the seeing the things out of the corner of my eyes just kind of slowly caving in. I guess the only way I could really explain it to make people understand visually, it's almost like you have a square piece of paper and you light the paper on fire and the fire burns away the paper. It was kind of like that. It was probably a little faster, but that was kind of the scenery. And, and it, as it was coming in, it was just like disappearing. But during that disappearing part, I could feel um, the gravity pull. I could feel um, the pressure on the back of my neck and my shoulders as if he was trying to consume me and, and pull me into something. And, but that at the time, it felt probably like a minute or two long, but it, it, it was much, you know, less than, you know, 10 minutes for sure. Yeah, I just find it interesting that those really short encounters like that can, you know, feel like forever. They could feel like 30 seconds and they have that large of an impact. So it, it's really fascinating in that sense. Now, something else I wanted to ask, because I, I kind of like certain details about these events when they happen is, you said that you were hearing the voice of Jesus as he was summoning you, so to speak. And what was the voice like? I mean, did, did you physically hear it? Was it more like I just heard it in my spirit or my heart? Like what was going on there and what did that sound like? I mean, it was an audible um, voice because as soon as everything was like completely black and I had said, Jesus, 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 um, I just heard him say, walk towards me. And it was a very, you know, I don't know if it was really stern, 
Um, but it was direct, obviously, for me to do what he was asking me to do. Um, but it was also like a gentle, gentle voice as well. I, it wasn't anything, you know, like you would think like some booming, loud voice or, you know, anything like that. But it was it was definitely, I knew it was him. My, you know, your flesh a lot of times in these situations um, have a hard time grasping things of the spirit. But internally, I just knew that it was him. Listeners, the reason that I'm very interested in speaking with Stephen and going through all this is that he and I have a very similar experience when it comes to training up in a lot of ministry stuff, being with uh, John G. Lake Ministries and DHT, Curry Blake, and Royal Family with Pete Cabrera, as well as some with Unveiled Life, Jeff Randall, who's been on our, our show as well. And uh, we, we've taken very similar paths in the area of healing and all these these kind of things. So, um Stephen, when when you started getting into this realm of things and all those different ministries, sort of what uh, what got you into that? What was your interest in sort of pivoting into this? We're always seeking for truth. I think that's just part of our core foundation in in this world. We're looking for truth, and I I think that you know when I first started seeking for truth, and I started to come across people that were laying hands on the sick and seeing people get healed, I recognized that was out of the box um, for the normal religious uh, church type setting. And so that sparked my interest to to kind of dig into that a little bit more. And so I ended up getting into uh, watching some videos and I saw Pete Cabrera do a, a video where he pulled a lady out of a wheelchair who hadn't walked in five years. And at that point in time, I, it was like something inside of me just knew that he had something that I wanted. He had something in him that I needed to know about. And so I, I looked him up on, on the, the internet and I th- started doing a little bit of research and I started watching more of his videos and I felt like, you know, I had to go do this in person. I had to go there and be in the school and watch it with my own eyes to see this happen. And once I went through that, um, you know, and the truth comes out like that, it's, you know, it's hard to, you know, deny it. And so that's kind of how the whole thing started. And do you feel that 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 sort of training and it very much leans into identity and knowing about who you are, whose you are, what you are, how you function, you, you get to learn really a lot about that kind of stuff. Do you feel that that training and just sort of living in that that mindset and that view of stuff, do you think it paved the way for this experience? Do you think that that sort of dovetailed into it? Or do you think it's just like kind of a separate operation that's maybe opening a new field for you? Like, how do you how do you feel that all ties in? Well, I, I think, you know, the Bible says that he will give you the desires of your heart. And so I believe that, like I had said, that I really wanted to have an encounter because I wanted to, you know, it's something that you can defeat the flesh with. You know, if you don't have an experience, you don't have something, a, a testimony to go off of. Many times you're just going by faith. You're just going by what you've read. And so, you know, these experiences although are not necessary, they do carry weight with them. When you go to talk to somebody and you can say, hey, I actually saw him. I actually heard him. I actually had an encounter with him. And I know that he's real. Not that you're trying to persuade anybody into believing something um, that's untrue, but people that are seeking truth, will that'll plant a seed in them and they'll want to know more. And so I think the class, I think walking out the identity um, really didn't have anything specific towards the encounter, 
but it's definitely something that opens you up to recognizing and seeking the truth. So you open the podcast today by telling us the verse of Galatians 2.20, and then you now you're telling us your experience and a little of the background to this. Now, what I'd like you to do is maybe tie this all together, because how does this experience that you've had, and now Galatians 2.20 is where it really anchored together for you, walk us through more of more of the heart of the whole matter of Galatians 2.20, and for our listeners, why is this experience important, why is that verse important, and why do they need to really factor this in in their life? So give us, give us, some, give us some meat here, if you will. Yeah, so... You know, like when I first woke up from the encounter, my first thought was, I've been erased. It's it's not me anymore. It's like I I knew when he when that happened that he consumed me in a, in a way that I understood that that we were no longer two, but we were one. I that that was um, extremely real to me, and the only thing that I could um, relate it to was Galatians two twenty. And, you know, where it says that it's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. That became a reality to me when that happened, because I recognized that he is now alive in me. It's just not me anymore. How do you now practically walk this out? So we've because we've heard that verse a lot of times. You've had something that really solidified it. But for like maybe someone that's new to this or someone that's, you know, maybe experiencing their faith and discovering stuff. What does it practically look like for them? Like, how would they incorporate this into their life and their walk? Well, as you know, in the kingdom, everything is done by faith. That's, you know, what I would say. That's the currency in, in the kingdom. Everything is obtained through faith. You have to believe that it's real. You have to believe that it's true. And you have to act according to that truth, even if you don't see it. And so, you know, the scripture says um, that the life that which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. And so the way that you walk that out is you just believe that's true. You recognize that he is actually alive in you, and it's no longer you who live. And so as you begin to, to focus and shift your awareness and your mindset to the things of the spirit, um, that becomes more of a reality. Now, your flesh will fight you on that. Um, but we, we all know that in Romans 8, 7, it says that the carnal mind is against God, and it always will be. And so your carnal mind will fight those things, but you still have to just walk it out by faith, believing that it's true and living according to that word. So in the general body of believers, why do we not see this more? I mean, is it just like people wrapped up in traditions? Is it people don't want to believe it? Is it a laziness or a fear? Why, why do you see that maybe people have such a difficult time with this? Well, I think it's probably a little bit of everything. Um, I think a lot of people have just been indoctrinated for so long with, you know, with the traditions of men um, that they just go to church, they hear about Jesus, they believe if they've asked him into their heart that they're saved. But they don't understand that that's just the beginning. That's just, you know, that's, it's a bus ticket to heaven. But what about here? You know, the Bible says that we are more than conquerors. Well, when are you going to be more than a conqueror? Is it in heaven? Because at that point, it won't be of any value. So here is where we need to be more of conquerors. And so I think that people have just not understood how to literally walk that out. And even myself back in the day, 
when I first started reading scriptures, I, you know, I had a lot of things written down about the old man and the new man, but I didn't understand, like, how do I actually apply that? And really, it's applied by faith. You believe that, you know, the old man is dead. You believe that you are now the new creation in Christ and that when you lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. And so, you know, the things that people lack are that belief in actually walking it out. And, you know, a lot of them probably have an issue with the carnality, the carnal mind, and don't understand how that gets in the way. Because um, there's, a, there's a, you know, there's a stark difference between walking out the kingdom and walking out, you know, the carnal reality. Prior to this experience that you had, did you have any other kinds of like experiences or, you know, slip into any of these states? Was this like the first time something like that happened to you? Because you alluded to like being saved and all that, but was there ever anything else along the way? Yeah, I had something, um, I don't know when it was, but yeah, I, I have had one other experience um, that I had a long time ago with, and it wasn't with Jesus or it wasn't with God. But it was just an, it was a, a supernatural experience. You mentioned this on uh, I saw it on Facebook actually, but you had a YouTube channel and uh, also a website. So now, if people would like to know more about what you do, which is Stephen Woodward Ministries, um, what are your websites and all your socials? Where do people find you? So people can find me um, on Facebook. I do a lot of like you mentioned. I do some teachings on there. I just started doing some of those. Um, I do uh, a live broadcast with a couple of uh, a couple guys on Saturdays on Facebook as well. Um, my socials are my stephenwoodwardministries.com website. And also um, the Facebook is pretty much my primary. And I do have uploaded some videos on YouTube as well. The links are actually on my, on my, uh, my website. Okay. And then tell us a little about Stephen Woodward Ministries and what you specifically do with that. Well, right now I just do a lot of street ministry. Um, you know, I'm just kind of starting to get uh, the wheels going here. And so a lot of it's mostly done by word of mouth. It's done by Facebook. Um, I talk to people when I'm out, waitresses, places like that, and just do typical street ministry with people. Something you kept alluding to in all this, and of course we know this and we hear it all the time, but this became very real to you was how do you actually know he quote unquote lives in you? Because that's a weird concept for a lot of people. A lot of people have a hard time really grasping that, even people that are believers. It's it's like it's a weird concept. So how did this really solidify and crystallize that, yes, he do does indeed live in you? So walk us through that part. Well, you know, a lot of people don't understand the fact that he does actually, he's alive. He's, uh, you know, a real person, and except that he's in the spirit realm. And so when your spirit and his spirit become one, he lives in you. And so how do you recognize that? Well, what you do is you have to shift your, your awareness. I'm not even really sure how to explain it, but it's just more of an awareness of, of him. So when you close your eyes and you go to pray, you know, a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll envision Jesus standing in front of them, or they might envision God up in the sky. But how many people actually envision him in you? you know, as you, as yourself inside of you. And so really it's as simple as just shifting your awareness to inside of you and to recognize that he's actually alive. And so when you do that, it's just more of opening yourself up to believing the truth. And one way that I think you could probably, I guess, physically understand it 
is if I asked somebody, do you have pain in your right big toe? You would have to shift your awareness to that location to see is there pain down there? And so it's the same thing with, with Christ in you. You just shift your awareness from your carnal, you know, your carnal cerebral brain down into your heart, into your stomach and into the core of yourself. And you shift that awareness into there and you just recognize he's alive in me. And the more that you start to cultivate that truth and open yourself up to that, you know, you can have different experiences. Sometimes I feel like vibrations. Um, when I get um, a heavy dose of the Lord and, the, and when I'm praying, I'll get my ears will start to ring. So there's many different ways that he can manifest himself, but it's just really becoming aware and open to the fact that he's actually in there. Awesome stuff, man. And I want to thank you for sharing your experience with us and just coming on to the podcast today to break it down a little further. And just to, again, solidify with people Galatians 2.20, the legitimacy and the power and the truth that's in there. And it's just such an important message that all believers need to know. And I'm very, very thankful that you came along to share that with us today. And one more time, it is Stephen Woodward Ministries, and you are based in Tampa, Florida. And if people would like to maybe ask you some questions or even get prayer, they're welcome to reach out to you, right? And we can on all the socials we mentioned earlier. And uh, I think that is where we're going to cut for today. And I want to, again, thank you for being here and listeners anytime. The website is www.dominionfire.com and youtube.com forward slash Dominion Fire, Facebook.com forward slash Dominion Fire on Twitter at Healing Minister. And anytime you're uncertain, just go to DominionFire.com and use our contact form if you want to send me a message or if you want to actually ask any follow-up questions, make sure we get it to our guest if you would like to know more. And uh, Stephen, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast today and spend some time uh, just getting to know you on the live feeds and just being around. And you spent a long time with me today, so I, I, I really appreciate you and I, I hope you enjoyed yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just really blessed and thankful that you invited me. I'm glad to be on here and uh, looking forward to doing more stuff with you. All right, listeners, there it is. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for being here. As we say at our ministry, boom, goes Yeshua, and we will see you next time.